Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. I'm Billy Embody. Shay Dixon is with me. We're going to jump right in because we're going to go Louisiana heavy on this podcast. We get a lot of questions on the board. Bengal Tiger subscribers who have jumped on board with us asking us, hey, is it a down year in Louisiana? Shay, this year, as it stands, LSU does have double-digit offers out, but there's still that kind of something in the back of your mind that says maybe it is. Maybe they might have to go more regionally and, and find players out of state. What say you as far as early on in this recruiting process, looking at this state as they now become the soon-to-be seniors, the ones that are going to have to make these college decisions relatively soon. You know, I'm looking right now, Billy, at the rankings for the 2024 class, which is what we're in, in Louisiana. These are the on-three rankings. Now, they're going to get updated here soon, so this will change. We'll get a better feel for it. But right now, in the top 100, there's just one guy, Wardell Mack. I think they could end up having... A few guys in the top 100 nationally. I think depending on where everybody is ranking guys across the industry, there's Tradez Green, uh, a tight end out of East Feliciana. Obviously, Jawan Johnson, who committed to Colorado. There's Tylen Singleton out of Manny. I'm curious to see kind of where the dust may settle. But no, there aren't any five stars out there that we've seen. And there's really only a handful right now that have positioned themselves in the top 100. But... I did the math here because really at the end of the day, a down year in Louisiana to me means you can't tap into Louisiana to build the bulk of your class or, you know, nearly half of your class. And I'll give you the numbers from the past five years. And this doesn't give a total picture, but at least gives you kind of a feel for the direction they've trended. Mind you, um, two classes ago, 2022, is when they had the coaching change from Kelly to or Orgeron to Kelly. So a little bit of recruiting um, kind of turnover there led to an odd class. But point being, over the past five years, they've had, here's their offer count in Louisiana. Last year, 19. The year before, 24. Again, it was a transition year. I would have that number lower than it actually was. Uh, year prior to that, 13. Year before that, 18. Year before that, 15. So on average, they're offering about 18 guys in Louisiana a year, whether it was Orgeron into the Kelly era. That's about how many guys ultimately get offered. Right now, they've already offered 11, and we're a year from signing day, or at least nine, 10 months from December signing period. These guys have spring evaluations. They have summer camp. They have senior seasons. That number will continue to grow. I'm comfortable saying that they'll probably get up to what the average has been. If they're at 11 offers now and the average is 18, there will be more guys in Louisiana who emerge and get offers. And there's guys who, Billy, you just put up an article on on three today on the Bengal Tiger about Dominic McKinley got offered within the past couple of weeks in Louisiana, a defensive lineman coming out of Acadiana. So 
they're trending, I think, towards it being a normal year in Louisiana. It's just not really top heavy. And it's not every year like a year ago where you've got three quarterbacks who are all going high level uh, out of Louisiana. It's not often you've got the number one player in the country in Arch Manning, but they also had a ton of top 100 guys a year ago. They had multiple five stars, including one that LSU signs in Zaylance Hurd, an offensive tackle out of Neville. There's not that group, but I think everything from like 100 to, you know, four star right outside the top 300 is going to be there. And at the end of the day, that's really where you're building the majority of your Louisiana class out of the base out of, you know, you're only going to have a couple of guys each year who have that five-star label next to them. I think it's going to be a normal year. Just looking at the numbers. I just don't think we ever see anybody hit five-star range. And I don't think they're, you know, that's not out of the complete norm. Yeah, I, I think for me, when I look at the state and you mentioned the five-star debate and and there's certainly going to be somebody, you know, maybe one or two that do emerge and do jump up into that conversation even more. I mean, you got you got to circle Dominic McKinley right now with just how highly recruited he is, his size, his production. He's somebody that's unranked by just about everybody right now. He's going to obviously get a ranking here shortly. But he's picked up Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Ohio State. He's been to Oklahoma and Texas along with LSU. Just caught up with him late last night. And he's very early in the recruiting process. But one thing that stands out is go flip on the tape. And and he's productive. He's dominant. Um, He's got that type of, uh, I think, ceiling. Um, Just kind of going back through. And after talking with him, I spent a good bit of the morning kind of just trying to find out as much as I could about you know, his recruiting process. He was at LSU offensive line, defensive line camp last year uh, when the seven on seven camp was going on, kind of flew under the radar, but was there. Um, So he's been to LSU before taking a quiet visit before the dead period. I think when you try to circle, all right, who's that top end guy? Because we hear about it on on our board. It seems like there's somebody from Louisiana that's going to end up being a first round draft pick every year. And so trying to find that guy and it doesn't necessarily mean you dish out a five-star ranking just because of that those odds it's it makes it a little bit more difficult task but you've got to remember that somebody in this class out of louisiana is probably going to emerge as that high high end draft pick and for me i start with dominic mckinley and i think he's going to be a big riser in the rankings when they're done Um, and he's somebody that we're continuing to gather more data he's really a quiet young man who, who just is still figuring things out right now as far as the recruiting process goes. You mentioned, you know, Wardell Mack, the the number one player for on three right now in Louisiana. He's a huge LSU target. He's somebody that, you know, when you look at corner, LSU's always tried to get the top corner in Louisiana. They they tend to be players that, you know, LSU is right in the mix for. And certainly with Wardell Mack, that's the case. We saw Juwan Johnson, uh, who's a nickel Um, but plays quarterback for LCA, commit to Colorado. That recruitment might not be over. But then you get to Tylen Singleton, who's the number three prospect in the state. And I think when you try to project some of these linebackers, and linebacker is notoriously difficult to evaluate, he stands out to me as somebody that could jump up, maybe make a move, um, because he's been that safety that has grown into a linebacker. He can run, he can cover. LSU is going to be right in the mix for him as well. They're probably going to get him on campus in March. Uh, He visited Texas A&M and I think got to a couple other campuses quietly in January. But 
Uh, he's somebody that they've got to circle. And I feel like with his skill set, uh, could earn himself some of that recognition to be in that conversation. So Dominic McKinley and Tylen Singleton are the two right now in Louisiana to me that really jump out as far as that potential to be in the five-star conversation. You go down the list and, you know, just getting out to seven on seven and um, some of these different camps that are going to be really popping up soon, the, the Under Armour camps and the underclassmen reports that are coming up this in the next couple of weeks. You look at some of these players that are emerging and we're finding more and more out about Louisiana in 2024 as we get out there. One player, um, and you wrote him up as a potential offer for LSU. And uh, right after that, I caught up with him at a seven on seven camp. Deshaun McBride out of Denham Springs. Um, you talk about production and trying to project that. He's got that. I mean, just dominant on the field. He's got that size, that length. Kind of reminds me of a similar body type to a Grant Delpit. Uh, LSU's not offered, but they're going to get him on campus in March. It wouldn't be surprising to me to see LSU make an offer there. It's an interesting situation that LSU's in. They've got Maurice Williams committed as a safety right now. He could grow into a linebacker. We'll talk about that a little bit later on the podcast. But with the safety position, this is a critical year for LSU to really replenish that group um, in 2024. And I feel like when you look at the in-state guys, they could have taken, I mean, they could have made a late move on a lot of guys in 2023 that play safety, but they ended up not. Uh, they're going to be, you know, looking for somebody to emerge, I think, in Louisiana in 2024 at this position. And it seems like Deshaun uh, McBride is that guy. We have him right now and on three as an 89. So right on the cusp of a four-star player, I think his development is trending up and he just had a terrific uh, junior year as well. Yeah, look, and as you begin to name names, look at the offensive line and uh, a guy like Kavion Broussard um, coming out of Zachary, who has some big SEC offers and has visited LSU and has the attention of the staff and he could get offered. And see, the more I think about it, as you were talking about guys like Deshaun McBride and um, mentioning, or at least you kind of think about their eight commitments already. I said before, Louisiana doesn't give you three D1, high-level D1 quarterbacks every year. Like Arch Manning, Holstein, Ricky Collins, they were all in this prior class. That doesn't happen every year. Right now, there isn't that big-name quarterback in Louisiana for this cycle. So LSU had to leave the state to get it. They get Colin Simmons. He reclassifies. He joins the class. He's one of the top quarterbacks in the country. So then you think, okay, where are our needs? Well, you always want defensive linemen. You always want offensive linemen. But you need some big linebackers in this class. You need a safety or two in this class. You need guys who, whether it's tight end, um, you know, different spots, receiver and DB, Louisiana will always give you. But my point being, right now, even on their offer sheet in Louisiana, they've got all those things. There's three interior defensive linemen that they've already offered. There's already an edge rusher in Collage Cobbins. There's already, what, an elite linebacker in Tylen Singleton. There's already DBs out there that whether they have are going after like Mac and guys like that or guys that could offer like McBride. Uh, and then on the offensive line, they have Kyrie Lee committed, one of the top offensive linemen in the state. Then they could move on guys like Kavion Broussard. So I do feel like Louisiana gives them a lot, at least right now, out of the gates of positions they do need to address. And they've made the early offers and they've begun recruiting them. So not just Louisiana could give them double-digit signees, which would be the norm, but I actually do feel like they fit a lot of the positions that they actually need help with. 
Yeah, and and you know Xavier Atkins now playing his high school football in the state of Texas. Going to be interesting to see if LSU can hold on to him. He's been pretty adamant that you know LSU is the place he wants to be, but obviously now he's going to a place that you know is is going to get plenty of foot traffic. Um, you know, as far as college coaches and and getting seen a little bit more, he was kind of an unknown in a sense um, coming off this past season, but. Um, now he's going to be heavily, heavily recruited by other programs. Texas A&M had him on campus. He'll get back to LSU. And I feel like with Xavier Atkins, you have a linebacker that you could certainly build a class around. He's a kind of a true middle linebacker who's still finding his way as a really, really good athlete. Um, you know, the corner cornerback spot, we mentioned Wardell Mack. They do have Wallace Foster out of Warren Easton committed. He's, he's kind of a nickel, I think, in that sense, about 5'10", 160 pounds. Uh, he had some quality offers before he committed to LSU. And, you know, I, I think this is where, and we're going to see it as the camps unfold this spring and coaches will get tape of that. And then they'll get these guys um, on campus and get to see them in person. And then they'll watch them in spring ball and then have them camp this summer. It's going to be interesting to see if we see LSU make some of the big moves and and extend a good number of offers. I mean, we talked about Deshaun McBride. We talked about KV on Broussard. Those stick out to me right away. But, you know, they have one wide receiver offer in the state out right now in Kobe Young. Do they move on someone else out there? Um, you know, you have guys like Josh Jackson at St. Aug, who's been evaluated. Uh, there, there's Elijah Garrick at Lake Charles College Prep. Um, there are some other talented skill position guys that will have the chance to earn offers over the course of this offseason. I feel like you had some high-profile guys jump out early in this cycle, like a trade as Green, like a Tylen Singleton, a Wardell Mack, um, Demiran Johnson, Melvin Hills, both uh, of those Melvin Hills and Demiran Johnson, two of the top defensive tackles in the in the state. Then you have you know a guy like Dominic McKinley who's picking up steam uh, as you know coaches are out to see him in January. So. This state is very interesting, this cycle to me, because they had these high profile guys that have been around a while. Obviously, Brian Kelly's only been here a year now, but they've been on the radar a while. So how do they navigate that versus going after some of these guys and potentially offering some of these guys that kind of blow up over the course of the spring is going to be really interesting to me. We never saw, I wouldn't say never, but we didn't really see them make that move on some of the other players in 2023, like Amar Javius Moss, Marquez Stevenson, uh, guys like that uh, who were in the in the class last year, and and they just didn't end up making the move on them. The the only guy um, that jumps out at me that they you know made that move on is Dylan Carpenter uh, out of Santa Moss. So uh, as this staff, and I think you and I have talked about this, I think they're going to move a little bit more regionally this cycle. Um, they're going to be a little bit more. Um, careful as far as where they spend resources way out nationally this is where okay does the let's just say does the light come on a little bit more for some of those louisiana late offers and and late evaluations that's going to be the interesting thing to me i'm with you right there and this is a much bigger picture story so i'm not going to go into it but the reality is in my opinion and i think the data will show this in the coming years especially in places like Louisiana, if you're recruiting locally during the transfer portal era, that's going to help. Kids are less likely to leave if they're from Louisiana or they're from East Texas or they're from the Gulf Coast and their parents can still come to every game. They're willing to wait until 
a couple of years in or a few years in to, to really get a big role on the team instead of a kid from another state, maybe far away who gets in and after a year or two says, you know what, like Corey Kiner at running back, it, you know what, a cycle or two ago comes in and plays some, but ultimately says, I'm going to go back home and goes back to Cincinnati. It just makes more sense to build your roster with guys who are more likely to stay on your roster. So because of that, I love the approach. I'm interested to see how it plays out. And I am selling uh, all my stock or people's stock who are saying that it's a down year in Louisiana. I don't think that at all. I just think it's not a very top heavy year in Louisiana. Yeah, I think that's the right way to, to put it. I mean, when the first 2024 rankings came out, you know, from on three and, and there's going to be updates, it's coming this month. People were like, oh, my gosh, there's one top 100 prospect. It's Wardell Mack. Um, what are you guys doing? Well, look, I mean, it might just be one of those years where you know, it could end up being that way. You know, I talked about Dominic McKinley. I talked about Tylen Singleton. I think those are two guys that could could push up into that conversation to be top 50 and 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 in five star range. And that's just my opinion on on them. But if you look at Louisiana, if it's giving you guys from let's just use the rating points, 89 to 95, and it's a really good group of 10 guys that's a good position to be in for LSU. You know, they, they, they have somebody who's lower rated like, you know, Wallace Foster and Kyrie Lee, but they also have some guys out there that, you know, Deshaun McBride, a KB on Bruce, Broussard, for example, that they could offer who are on the rise and really moving up. It seems like at least in their stock. And of course, Dominic McKinley uh, is about to be rated as well. So it's an interesting year in Louisiana. I think there's going to be a lot of debate over, should they offer? Should they not? Some of these guys that really come through and, and pick up some serious recruiting steam in the in the spring. I mean, seems like last year, you know, Brad Davis goes out and signs one of the best offensive line classes in the country. But a guy like Ethan Fields, you know, they evaluated, they had him on campus. He was in for camp and they ultimately just felt good about their evaluation. You know, so there's going to be players that because they're from Louisiana, certainly garner that attention and interest and LSU is doing their due diligence on on Louisiana. I can say that. I feel good about um, what they're doing in their evals. And it's just going to be interesting to see if they do end up making the moves. And look, you mentioned the transfer portal. The fact is, if you don't want to reach on a kid who's from Louisiana, who's going to want to stay for four to five years, even if he's not a big role, you know, big role player, it's almost better to go out in the transfer portal and minimize some risk and take somebody who's you maybe only got two, two to three years left and, and can kind of help you right away instead of taking a uh, somebody you might view as a, uh, a reach. So uh, it's, it's ever changing, you know, as far as these e evaluations go. But I like the way LSU is uh, evaluating the state uh, so far in 2024. But with that, we are going to talk about the linebacker position with LSU. It's a it's a really key position of need. But first. We've got to talk to you about our friends at Rogue Shop. RogueShop.com. You can use promo code BENGLETIGER to get 10% off your orders. A lot of the guys on the board are starting to pick it up that, hey, this is this is a spot. You know, if you if you have anxiety, if you have issues sleeping, if, if you have chronic pain, um, insomnia, their products at RogueShop.com. Richard and Char, uh, husband and wife, veteran-owned business, craft cannabis, Farmers who specialize in small batch, sustainable plant medicine, uh, giving you a true holistic type of small business. Delta 8, Delta 9, CBD, and HHC products from gummies to tinctures to creams. 
uh, pre-rolls. Shay, you know, I played hockey last night. What did I do when I got home? Put on that pain cream, and I was out like a light. And it usually takes quite some time to kind of wind down from that, but not the case um, thanks to their their pain cream that really, really uh, just kind of settles the body in and, and just helps you relax. And I got a good night's sleep last night. So I know you uh, got your new batch in. So things are going well on your front as well with Rogue Shop. Yep. Sleeping well. Um, not having to take anything else to sleep anymore. So rocking away there. Um, and the board, the Bengal Tiger board blew up. We had a lot of people jumping in, talking about how they ordered, getting to talk with Char, walking them through things. So um, we're picking up speed here for Rogue Shop. I know people on the board said, I'd heard the advertisement a bunch, but didn't ever actually get on the website. Then they did. They used the promo code. They ordered a few things. And uh, it seems like people are already uh, giving him positive reviews. So pumped for those guys uh, about that. We're, we're bringing them some business already. Yeah, roadshop.com promo code BENGLETIGER gets you 10% off your order. Again, Shay mentioned the, the live chat with Richard and Char. They're on the other end answering your questions about this product. So when you go to the website, tell them hello for us uh, from the Bengal Tiger when you use uh, promo code Bengal Tiger. So shout out Roadshop. On to one of the biggest needs in this recruiting class, uh, the linebacker position. You know, LSU goes out and signs two in the 2023 class and Christian Brathwaite and Whit Weeks. They bring in Omar Spates, who's kind of a stopgap. Now they have Xavier Atkins committed, uh, who transferred to the state of Texas to finish out his high school football. Um, he's originally from Jonesboro, uh, really talented, kind of true inside linebacker who's finding his way as a raw athlete, but very productive, very fast. Um, then you look at Maurice Williams, kind of a wild card in this sense, who's been committed to LSU uh, since last summer. He's a top 100 overall prospect on the on-three consensus. He looks like he might end up growing into a linebacker. So it's going to be a really interesting position for LSU to be in for multiple reasons. Uh, and we'll talk about one key prospect here in a second. But they have two committed. You and I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, that three is the magic number this year. Uh, this is a group that needs an influx of, of depth and talent. Uh, for the long-term future, I think they need to sign three linebackers in 2024. At least. I mean, I wouldn't be mad if they signed four if it were the right guys. And you mentioned a guy like Maurice Williams. I saw him at the uh, – it was one of the games this year. It was not the spring game of a year ago. So he was already into his junior season at the time. So – they have all the kids or recruits commits walking out and most of your DBs and wide receivers, especially when they're in 10th and 11th grade are just skinny guys, right? They they're in their high school strength and weight program, but they're still, you know, not fully developed in terms of where they're going to be once they get to college. And those are the guys you see make this like massive jump when they get into a strength and conditioning program the summer before their freshman year of college to where they are like when they're playing that freshman year, Billy, like every summer when you see kids who show up to enroll and then you take a picture of them a few months later after summer workouts, they look completely different. Those are all, always your wide receivers and DBs. When I saw him, and this is LSU's commitment, at, I don't know which game it was, it doesn't really matter. I thought he was one of the guys who was already on the team. I was like, who is that? I was like, is someone not dressed for the game? Yeah. Then I realized it. <laughs> yeah, I realized it was not only – not a senior, but a junior and underclassman. So 
this was if he sticks at safety, he's very much like a Jamal Adams type of. I mean, he is big, long. So I could see linebacker. I could see safety. Um, I just wanted to throw that tidbit in there that speaking to that versatility, when you see him, you're like, that is a big kid. Like for, for a safety, that's a, he looks ready right now. And he's still got a whole year left of high school. So I don't know what they do there. I just think their only plan is to keep him because he's one of the best prospects in the state of Texas. But Tylen Singleton sort of already did that, right? Like he went from safety to linebacker and that's where he's being recruited now. And certainly he's high atop the wish list. You mentioned Xavier Adkins. He's being recruited by everybody kind of now um, that he's emerging into the off season before his senior year. He's been to A&M a bunch. We'll see if they hold on to him. Signing day is a long day away, but he is from Louisiana, as you noted, um, and is still committed to LSU. So if you can get Tylen Singleton, and you can get a guy or keep a guy like Xavier Adkins, that's two big ones, and I'd consider that to be Louisiana, like two big Louisiana guys, at least Louisiana natives. Then where do you turn from there? Because as you mentioned, yeah, you can project to Maurice Williams, you know, can maybe move down, but even to hit a lucky number three, you start to say, all right, or, you know, that mark of number three, who else could we get? And somebody you've talked about a good bit coming out of Texas, Alito, and at Alito, and Sam Spiegelman and I had on three wrote an article about an insider piece saying that he feels like LSU's trending is Devon Keys. And he's a top 25 linebacker. He's a four-star on on three. He's one of the better players in Texas, obviously. But OU, AM, Duke, TCU, all these teams have offered. LSU's offered, quietly been in the mix. Billy, we're hearing now that with the visit coming in March, if LSU really does start to press there, that could be a linebacker that joins the fold. And for me, I'll let you weigh in. I'd be all over it. If I feel good about him, I'd be all over it. Because at this point, your one linebacker commit now lives in Texas and not Louisiana. You don't have Tylen Singleton committed. And Maurice Williams is on board as a safety. So if you want to get to three, you got to start saying, if we like a guy, let's get him. Yeah, this is the continued evolution of, of LSU recruiting and, and reprioritizing Houston and Dallas. I mean, Maurice Williams is down in Houston. Now Xavier Atkins is there. Well, Devon Keyes is at Alito, which is just outside Fort Worth in the DFW Metroplex. Multi-time state champion at Alito. It's one of the best, most historic programs in the state of Texas. And he plays both ways, too. Uh, he had a couple touchdowns in the state championship, playing running back. Um, did that a lot for Alito this year. Uh, and so that projects very well. And I'm not comparing him to Devin White as a prospect, but we saw what Devin White saw what Patrick Queen. It translates when guys do that um, and, and do it at a high level like those guys did in high school. Devon Keys is no different playing at a very high level in the state of Texas. LSU offered him, I want to say, January of last year. And this is somebody that, you know, Madhouse comes in. He's coming in back from the NFL, so he's not as familiar uh, necessarily with recruit recruits in the 2024 class right off the jump, right? A lot of the support staff and recruiting staff got them in on him early. Uh, he's yet to visit. He's been kind of to a few different random schools throughout his recruitment, uh, kind of checking his boxes. He went to Duke in January. He's been to OU. He's been to TCU. Um, there, there are a few others in there. But he's somebody that they have just quietly kept recruiting very, very hard. So like Sam reported on uh, the Bengal Tiger, it's a big visit coming up uh, for Devon Keys and LSU. I think if he checks their boxes from a size perspective, 
Uh, I think they could really turn the heat up on him even more. And he's somebody that coming from a program like that, and I know people are going to have PTSD around, you know, Jojo Earl, but they usually don't play games. They have guys that commit early and stay locked in with their commitments. They have multiple other, you know, high level FBS prospects that have come through that program for many, many years. Devon Keys, if he jumped on board as an early commitment, I'd feel good about it, especially with the fact that he is somewhat regional um, in the Dallas area. So um, we'll have to keep an eye on that one. That's a big visit. Uh, Shay, we're going to close on on two guys that uh, just picked up offers. And, and one is that running back, which you confirmed, uh, but he's an intriguing one. Uh, let's lead off with Mississippi State legacy um, out of Meridian, Mississippi, a four-star athlete on on three, Daniel Hill. Uh, Frank Wilson extended the offer. You confirmed it's at running back, but he's 6'2", 220. And I saw him at seven on seven down at Battle Miami. And he's somebody that could easily flip over and play linebacker if that's it, uh, where they end up recruiting him a little bit as well. Yeah, we'll have a full article on the Bengal Tiger, but he did tell me that LSU's recruiting me at running back. That's where they made the offer. But he also added, make sure that I stay ranked as an athlete on three at on three, which is where he is. Because he said, I am getting recruited at multiple positions by different teams. So LSU's in it running back. And it's notable because, Billy, we've talked about it on the podcast before. Next year in Louisiana, they have the pick of the litter of the best running backs in the country. I mean, there could be three or four of the top 10 running backs out there in Louisiana next year. So they're being very choosy with where they go because also they have six guys on roster right now at running back, including two true you know high school signees. Caleb Jackson and Trey Holly that are joining the team now. So I, they only want one. I'm curious kind of which direction it goes, but uh, it's certainly when a big offer like this comes out in a neighboring state to a running back who is highly recruited, it's notable. So for uh, more on what Hill says, we will catch up with him uh, and you can catch that article this week on the Bengal Tiger. Yeah. And that makes five uh, offers out to running backs in the 2020. That's not many. Uh, that makes five running back offers out in the 2024 class. Only really three of them are being heavily recruited by LSU at this point. So um, one to uh, watch now for sure that he's on the radar. And we'll close with this. Another guy in the state of Texas. You talked about East Texas earlier in the podcast. Well, Texarkana Pleasant Grove, again, one of the top programs producing talent. Uh, former LSU defensive lineman Landon Jackson went there. Well, LSU dished out an offer to Jalen Bordley. Uh, a four-star pro or a three-star prospect right now. I think he'll move up uh, on the on three consensus. Played both ways at Pleasant Grove. Carried the ball a good bit. Well, Matt House just dished out an offer to him, so he's in that six foot, hundred ninety pound range. He's somebody that could be somebody that they bring in now to camp um, and really get to see him move around. So a little on the shorter side, but uh, when you're looking at linebackers in that 190, 195 range is going into their senior year. It's not a bad spot to be in. Played both sides of the ball and really impressed. Baylor leads the on three RPM right now, but he's also got offers from Auburn, Arkansas um, and Duke, among others. And he's a pretty quiet guy. I think he's going to pick up his recruitment, though. Uh, he did text me uh, that he was, quote, freaking out uh, when he got that LSU offer. So now another one to watch at the linebacker position. Uh, and we'll be covering a lot of these. Uh, I'm about to drop our first early look uh, at the 2024 recruiting class as far as targets, uh, an early prediction of sorts uh, as far as who they could land. I'm going to lead off of the wide receiver group. So we're going to really dive in 
to this 2024 class even more in the coming weeks to get you guys all teed up for uh, the month of March, which is going to be a busy one as well, um, especially that junior day, the first weekend. Definitely jump on board with the Bengal Tiger. Uh, you can get on board for $30, which gets you covered all through the summer, through fall camp, up until September. You can get a Bengal Tiger Founders Club hat as well. Um, Shay, people are jumping all over that still and, and joining the site and uh, getting ready for spring ball and uh, spring recruiting to hit, uh, heat up. Yeah, March is now's the time to join because March is going to be massive for recruiting. There'll be new commitments and we kick off spring ball and it's uh, year two of the Brian Kelly, Kelly era. I think people are excited because the roster's changing once again uh, of how they could look going into next season. So we'll have tidbits, we'll have scoop, we'll have kind of buzz on what we're hearing behind the scenes, uh, all of that kicking up really starting now and kind of running through the month of April. Yep. So jump on board thebengaltiger.com and also keep hitting that subscribe button to our YouTube channel. Please support us on that front. Doesn't take any money uh, to subscribe to the YouTube channel. We've hit that 3000 mark on our subscribers, which is really, really cool. So we appreciate all you guys who have already subscribed. Closing out this one for Shay Dixon. I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening to this edition of the podcast and we will catch you guys later in the week. Have a good one. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.